We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's great. You know, we I, I say this all the time. It's the best place, you know, in the world to play. The best arena, best fans, you know, best city. You know, it's, the atmosphere is terrific. Just I see them every day. So, like, they're great workers. They have belief in each other. They're fighters. And they're not going to go away easily. So sometimes it goes our way. And you never know when it changes. You know, so they hit us pretty hard to start the third, but we responded. We hit back, and then the result ended up being positive for us. Jostle Focus, what's going on, Ja? Just leaving MSG. Oh, my goodness gracious. J-Mac and who boy, what a game. I'm sure this has been said, but there's no doubt that when we moved away from Randall, the uh, Randall's offense and minutes is when this game turned. Wish there was a clear solution to this Randall thing. I'm, I'm so happy you said that because like both things could be true. He could be having a horrible game that gives you really almost no chance of winning where you feel like the only way we're going to be able to survive this is if he's not on the court. And you also added at the end, wish there was a clear solution because what's the solution? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and go through all the, 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 the the tree of possibilities because I kind of did that earlier already in this live stream and I've done it a million times already. There is no clear solution, you know? And, um, I mean, the clear solution would be for Julius to be more aware and willing and, and, and a more willing participant in his own rescue. Um, and I think what has people as frustrated as they are is because I think most folks, and I, I can't blame them because I might be one of them, just have absolutely no belief that that is ever going to take place. So, you yeah, know, it's a frustrating place to be. Jim Simonetti, what's going on, Jim? Play with pace and win the game. We need to run more. I mean, they try. I, I think, look, every team, every team, when they get punched in the mouth, their default is to fall back on the things that they're comfortable with. And the Knicks are comfortable with playing it slow. Um, you're absolutely right, though. Um, you know, and but look, but to their credit, at the very least, at the very least, we have seen them try to run more. I think the next step 
other than playing quicker in the instances that they have done is, is what I just said, which is like, even when you're taken out of your game plan. And by the way, what did the backup unit do? Push the pace. Push the pace. Now, we've seen the starters do it more this year. They did not do it enough tonight. They didn't. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you. I mean, you're spot on. You're spot on. Um, Jasso focused with another one. Randall started good, though. I, I See, I don't even know about that. I, I think he made some tough shots. But I I don't know. Was his, was his process ever good tonight? I don't know if it was. Thanks, Joe. Sean Ford, what's going on, Sean? Thanks, as always, for maintaining a level head, John. I, I don't know that I do a very good job of that, but I try. I was on the fence with Randall, but this game is my last straw with him. Um, the good news is RJ and Quickly look like keepers. I'm worried about Grimes. Well, I'll, I'll start with the easy one. Don't be worried about Grimes. Grimes is going to be fine. I don't know what Grimes' ceiling is as an NBA player, but I know he's coming out of this. I know this is not... I know what we're seeing for Grimes right now is not the end of the road. It'll be better. Um, quickly, RJ, I, man, so I've been wrong about so much stuff over the years. <laughs> some, some embarrassingly incorrect stances. There would, there, nothing would come close to me in terms of being happy to be wrong about my belief certainly going into last this past summer that one of quickly or RJ would like definitely be moved at some point in a trade for a star. I can't even tell you how happy I would be to be wrong about that. Um, and as for Randall, uh, you wonder, See, because that's the thing is it's two different conversations, right? It's the process stuff on offense, which like I can I could understand that more. How I could understand that more. The 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 the, the consistency with which offensive struggles parlay themselves into a complete and total lack of effort or urgency on the defensive end is so infuriating and it makes you wonder why like this was a national television game against your rivals your predominant rivals and like theoretically I mean Jesus Christ he filmed the stupid commercial for the goddamn thing the in-season tournament nonsense like theoretically this should have made meant, meant even more to you like Friday night after Thanksgiving national TV game. I think I said that already. And you like, it's funny. I say that. And then like, I actually watched the halftime show tonight. Cause I didn't, I didn't do a halftime zoom. Cause I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it out here and without my normal setup. Um, and I was listening to the halftime and it's, and Kendrick Perkins on the halftime show. And then look, Kendrick, this isn't a shot at him necessarily. It's more just like, I think a little bit of an explanation for why Julius feels like he can get away with this stuff. Like Kendrick Perkins praised Julius Randall's first half 
he's like, his only criticism was that, was that Julius needs to go inside more because obviously going inside against Bam is always a recipe for success and he needed to stop taking threes. But he's like, yeah, no, I'm watching Julius Randle this half. Um, you know, he, he's he's the guy. Uh, he, he, and and he, I forget what his exact words were, but it was unmistakable that he thought Julius had a good first half with six turnovers and just absolutely playing into Miami's hands and obviously the defensive effort that we all saw. And and I I wondered to myself, I'm like, is he, does he not, is he like, because he's in studio and he's doing, he's like, I don't think like people in those positions are actually capable of pl- paying very close attention to the game. So like, it's why I, I have some understanding, but like, if you think about the majority of basketball discourse, like most people out there in the country or certainly even in New York are not sitting here like us yahoos talking about this game an hour and a half after it ended, um, you know, or anything uh, uh, close to that. Even like Knicks fan TV, who obviously a lot, a lot of people like much more people watch them than are watching me right now. But like that comparatively speaking, even the amount of people that like watch CP and like his show after a game where I'm sure the conversation is going to be very anti Randall uh, tonight as well. Like in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I wonder if like people out there pay as close attention. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I, but he clearly, He thinks he can get away with it, and I guess he can because he doesn't get benched because he, he can't get benched because the team is, t- t- to some extent, built themselves around him, his talents in part. Like, his talents matter. But it's... It's, it's, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. I don't know what else to say. Jordan Miller, what's going on, Jordan? Um, is there any player like Randall in recent memory, multiple all-star appearances who can also shit the bed like one of, out of every three games? Yeah, I think there's a lot of players out there like this. Like, go uh, Trey Young, Zach Levine, um, Carl Anthony Towns, who along with Trey Young, you know, more talented offensive player and like, I think, better, better offensive impact than Randall. Um, not sure I'd say the same thing about Trey, but like, yeah, there's other players like there, like that out there in the league. I'm, I'm actually like pulling up the standings right now. I feel like there's more than you'd think. Um, but certainly those are some ones that come to mind. Um, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's a good one. I mean, that dude's been all NBA. Um, those are probably. Like LaMelo Ball has a lot of people frustrated still. I mean, he's a younger player, obviously, but like, where's the consistent effort on defense? Like, where, you know, how much do you really impact winning? Um, So they're out there, you know? I mean, shit, there are people who ask questions like this about like Luka Doncic, you know, in terms of like, where's the consistent effort in transition defense? Like, stop complaining about the refs. Like, you know, but I'm I'm going to an, uh, an obvious extreme here. But like, yeah, they're Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, go, go spend some time on like, I don't know where Laker fans spend their time online, but like, go, go, go into wherever Laker fans are online 
and like listen to the discourse about Anthony Davis after he has a rough game. Like this stuff is more common than you think. It just seems outsized because it's us. We we see him all the time. But there's lots of players out there like this. Not maybe not to this extent. <laughs> uh thanks, Jordan. Robert Cross with another one. Uh, it's your boy, John. IQ's averaging 25 minutes a game on the year. Not enough. Hashtag 53 wins. Man, all the so much negativity, Robert. My goodness gracious. Team's nine and six. You're looking smart. 53 wins. They might, might be on that pace pretty soon. Thanks, Robert. Jasso focused. Um, you're easy to pick on. Sounds like bully talk, JM. Um, I do bully Robert Cross. I do. I, I need to. I need to. I need to work on that. It's, it's a bad job by me. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Russ Guberman, what's going on, Rob? Russ. Um, props for the clutch Turkey Weekend away stream, John. Anytime, my pleasure. F- post the food poisoning and house problems. A big Knicks win can erase so many frustrations. Cheers. I'm so sorry to hear that. I don't know. The, I don't think I've ever had food poisoning. If I did, I don't think I'm aware of it. That doesn't sound like fun. And house problems. I hope the house problems aren't too bad. Hopefully, it's just like an unwanted guest that's leaving soon. Um. But uh, yeah. Shout out to you, Russ. You're always you're always a good man on here. So um, yeah. Maybe are there some things maybe that didn't cause you food poisoning that you could have as like good leftovers? Because there's nothing better than left leftover sandwich after Thanksgiving. I had mine for lunch today. It was glorious. <clears throat> Thanks, Russ. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky was getting ready to yell at you preemptively about Tibbs. So make sure you go thank He Manual and Jal He. That's interesting uh, combination of, of letters there. Tomorrow. RJ, good D, big buckets late, this team. Um, everybody always wants to yell at me about tips. It's, it's what, I'm, what I'm good for. I take, I take the yelling in stride. Thanks, Kev. Bernard Richardson. John, can we have your latest analysis on the in-season tournament? <laughs> I, did they, I don't think they, they didn't like qualify today, right? I think, well, let me see if I, uh, here, let's see how much of this is completely false. I think Milwaukee are they three and zero, so they're they like have they're in the lead, right? And do they like have the tiebreaker over us because they they beat us? I'm assuming they do. So wait, did Miami like did Milwaukee like qualify for the in season tournament tonight because Miami lost? Is that a thing or no? Because like Miami could still be three and one. See, this is I, really. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare you and I'll just stop talking about this. Uh, can't wait to not hear about this anymore. My God. Yeah. I, whatever. Look, I, I, I'll, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If they make it to the, even I'll even say this, I'll be a little bit more excited for the Charlotte game. Uh, it, it, because I, I, my understanding at this point is that if they win the Charlotte game, they'll make it to the quarters of the, of the in season tournament. I'll that, absolutely. I'll be excited. It's, it'll be cool. Only eight teams make it. I'll be cool. It'll be great if they're one of the eight teams. I'll root for that. But like this nonsense with the standings and this and that, it's like, you know, if you get there, great. Fun thing. Whatever. I, I, yeah. Thanks, Bernard. Demetrius Hampton. What's going on, Demetrius? RJ brought the 95 Honda Accord seatbelt for, for 
uh, Butler, hashtag nine god. Uh, no, he he. he I, I don't know. I don't know where that analogy came from, but sure, let's go with it. Thanks, Demetrius. Appreciate you. Uh, Scott Aldridge, let's go next. Thank you, Scott, for chiming in. Appreciate you, man. Be more Corey. Can you be less Corey? I guess. I don't know. I stopped watching after the waxing we got in the third. Can you give like a 90 second recap on what happened? Um, I'll try. <clears throat> Emmanuel quickly came in the game and in the late third and immediately changed the energy. Um, hit a big three. Shout out to Hardenstein. Shout out to Hart. Shout out to DiVincenzo. All these guys contributed to the turning around of the energy. And then <clears throat> they opened the fourth, continuing to scuffle. Cause like they, and that's why like they made the little push at the end of the third. But because they were scuffling, I think they turned the ball over on the first two possessions of the fourth quarter. It was like, oh, that was cute that they, you know, made a few baskets or whatever. It seemed like they gave a shit for the end of the third. Um, and then there was life. And I want to say there were the moment there were a couple of turning points. And I will go with this consecutive three pointers within 30 seconds of one another. The first by quickly and the next by DiVincenzo brought the lead down to um, 13 from 19 and then it actually it actually wasn't 13 it was actually 12 because there was an overturn of a three-pointer for Miami that was actually a two-pointer I'm sure this is probably a lot longer than 90 seconds and that made it a 12-point game and we got down to a 12-point game um it was like okay 12 with like nine minutes to go like okay that's something and then the defense and the defense was excellent um, it was the Miami backups. Jimmy Butler was not in the game, which helped as well. And then they made two more baskets what in to, to cap off what ended up being an 11 to nothing run that got it down to off an RJ three that made it 89, 82. And then that is really where it's like, okay, it's a seven point game, you know? And then I covered the, <clears throat> I think I covered the rest of the stuff earlier, or maybe they, Miami pushed a little bit more and then quickly made another three, got it down to six. And then there were some moments where it looked like it was going to turn back to Miami's favor because Knicks missed some shots and the Heat hit at three. And then it was just the Brunson and Quickly show down the stretch with with some RJ thrown in. Thanks, be more Corey. Alex, thirty four point five percent from three. First time between twenty five and thirty eight percent all year. Yes, oh, I'm so happy you recognize that. I did. I was not going to realize that. I was not getting to that one tonight. That's a great call by you. It was the first mediocre three-point shooting game they've had all season. And they won by two. Seems fitting. Jack Cox. Demetrius Hampton with another one. Great win. Want to be positive, but I can't see Randall buying into a lesser role. What should we do? Um, <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to get... If he's here... He'll have a big role. But like trying to think of a con I'm trying to think of what the if you're a front office person on the Knicks, 
and you believe in Julius Randle as a third option, like what's your comp? Where, is, where, where, where are you looking to be like, oh, he could be that? Because it's not like, I mean, is it like Kevin Love on the Cavs? Like the, the, the version of the Cavs that like went to four straight finals? Is it that? I mean, obviously he's not, he's not that level of shooter. It's not, it's not Chris Bosh because he sure as hell ain't that level of defender or really anything else. Kevin Bosh, Chris Bosh, a Hall of Famer. Um, is it like Tobias Harris on this Sixers team? I, I don't know. Harris, he is a, I think he's a more consistent performer in terms of like certainly the defensive end gives you more defensive versatility, I would argue, than Randall. Um, I think he's more of a threat from three than he gets credit for. So I don't know if that's it. I don't know. For me, it's less about the it's less about the buy-in for me because I think Randall has clearly deferred to Jalen Brunson and doesn't mind deferring to Jalen Brunson. So the notion of like another, like an MVP level player, or even just like a player who's like at Brunson's level coming in and Randall looking at that and being like, all right, my role is now going to have to be this. I could see that. I just don't know how effective he'll be. That's more my issue. Because those third bananas are typically really good defenders who could shoot. And his his shot is iffy, and you know, we know about the defense. And my daughter has conked out. She did not make it to midnight. It's an important development. Demetrius with another one. RJ and Julius need to switch usage. Love the show. Thank you. Um I mean, such a simple comment, but you I mean I I think at this point, Julius still draws more doubles. What he does with those doubles is a a different question altogether. Um, But I'm thinking of a moment tonight where RJ, what was it? The first play of the game. First, first basket of the game. RJ, they gave it to RJ. He, I forget who he had on. It might've been Lowry. Backed him down. Drew Randall's guy off of him. RJ, quick pass, Randall, shot the three, no hesitation, sunk it. Three nothing Knicks. Um, I think Randall draws doubles differently than RJ. Uh, but I mean it uh, who the hell I mean, who who the hell am I to say you're wrong about that? Watching tonight, you sure sure as I'll have a good case. I just wonder how simple it is. For a variety of reasons, uh, on and off the court, uh, Josso focused. Nick's in-season dream still alive. Hooray! Thanks, Ja. You know I was counting on that. Uh, Alex with another one. I wonder how Giancarlo is feeling after the Heat blow their second twenty-one point lead to a conference foe. Cute little jokers. Um, I think my Schiden Schiden Freud uh is number one for the Hawks and the Hawks fan TV guy. Giancarlo is probably right there. Right there. Really close second. 
So, um, yeah, any any misery. See, that's the thing, right? I, I and I don't want anybody to get twisted. My praise for Pat Riley and my praise for Jimmy Butler and and to a lesser extent like Bam Adebayo and all that stuff. <clears throat> Make no mistake, the Heat have the worst fans of any sport of any team in professional sports. They are an embarrassment, and they don't deserve to have a professional basketball team that plays for them. Uh, and uh, they're an awful fan base. And um, I don't really have anything else to add about that. Thanks, Alex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, be more Corey. I'm amazed that we haven't talked about it yet, but iHeart cooked as a facilitator in the first half. Um, his minutes were good. The the Miami backup unit is again leaves a lot to be desired. I would have to go back and rewatch because I got to be honest, it didn't pop as much for me uh, watching in the moment. Uh, you you very likely could could be spot on, and uh, I just I had my focus on other things, uh, which my apologies, but uh, I'll go back and rewatch. Thanks, be more Corey, Kevin Danishevsky, Two years ago, uh, late in season comeback versus the Heat. Yeah, but they, yeah, that was that was great and all, but like the season was over, <laughs> and that it was that was such that was such an insult to injury win when the kids came back on Miami in Miami. That was such insult to injury because that was the ultimate like, oh my god, you've had this the whole time, and you just because you couldn't get out of your own way for a variety of reasons, you just never tapped into it fully. <clears throat> Thanks, Kev. Good call. Draz off with another one. Food for thought. Since you informed me about the IQ extension timeline a week or so ago, what is the timeline for a Jalen Brunson extension? He could extend this summer if he wants. Um, 
he has uh, one more guaranteed year. And then after that, he has the player option. So he could extend this summer. He's extension eligible. The the thing that I am always fuzzy on, and you would think that I would know this by now, but I don't off the off the top of my head. And I always find the language in the section of the CBA to be a little confusing for me. It might not be confusing for others. But in terms of like, does he he I, I'm fairly certain he can declare like tack on the extension and decline the player option. But like, I, or maybe not, actually I'm not sure about that. Like, does he add it on to the player option year? Um, and then in terms of, but either way you are dealing with the max raise issue. So whether he's extending off of the, off of next year's salary or off of the player option uh, number, uh, which is for twenty five, twenty six. He's still limited to a forty percent raise, so that forty percent raise is going to be uh, uh like thirty five ish million, I think thirty four, thirty five, thirty six, or whereabouts. That's that's a that's a lot less than he is worth. Because he's, I mean, the way the NBA salaries are going, he's a $50 million a year player. Um, I spoke to Fred Katz a little bit about this uh, when he was on the pod, I think, over the summer. And Fred theorized at the time that Brunson might want that security. I don't know. I, I The long story short, Brunson can extend this summer. Will he extend this summer? I'm, I'm not so sure. Not so sure. Thanks, Joseph. Fahad H, thank you for your uh, contribution. Appreciate you. Jasso focused. Also, F the Heat and the culture they rode in on. That's great. That's good. I like that. Um, a lot of F the Heat tonight. I love it. And my daughter's sleeping now, so I can say it. Fuck the Heat. Oh, here, here we go, Fahad. Doc Doris went quiet when the Knicks came back. Come on, I know. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rag on. I thought Doc, I, I enjoyed Doc's call. I think Doc is good. Um, you know, he was, he was critical of what was he critical of? He's critical of something in particular in the third quarter. I forget what it was, but I mean, I think Dor- Doris for some reason gets under. Knicks fans skin a little bit because of I think the way she goes about making some some comments. Um, she's a Knicks fan, and I she grew up a Knicks fan, and I think she genuinely does want the team to do good. Um, I think that can manifest itself harshly at times. Uh, either way, I, I I mean, look, Doris Burke is a Hall of Famer, and she's amazing, uh, and I, I have a lot of respect for Doc. Um, Neither of them are Mike Breen, though. So thankful we have him. Chris Infanti, what's going on, Chris? The Heat flipping what we've done best all season, offensive rebound, is what makes them so tough. I, I you know, I, I meant to say this at the top, and now we're two and a, two hours into this freaking thing. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, thank you for pointing out the most important part of the Miami, Miami Heat's game plan. More important than funneling the off, funneling the offense through Randall. More important than like 
making sure JB doesn't just get to pick them apart as best as they can. Um, more important than like their game plan, you know, knowing their game plan has a good chance to result in some turnovers and getting out and, and, and turning defense into offense and the whole thing. The most important part of the Miami heat game plan by far and give them credit because they have the personnel to do it largely in part uh, or largely because of BAM, but also other guys too. They bring a lot of length is they will not, I repeat, they will not let New York dominate the offensive glass if they could have anything to do with it. And that is more than Brunson, certainly more than Randall, more than any player on the Knicks. It should be number one on every team's game plan. Do not let them. Now, again, they have the personnel to do it. Not every team has the personnel to just take away the ability to offensive rebound from maybe the best offensive rebounder in the sport right now, which is Mitchell Robinson and a pretty good one in, in Isaiah Harnstein. They do. And they're like, I don't give a hell what the hell else we're doing. We are not giving the Knicks chance, uh, a chance to get second chance points because that is the thing that is demoralizing to your opponent when the Knicks get second and third and fourth opportunities. Uh, great job by you pointing that out. Um, yeah, great job by you pointing that out. Um, always need to find um, new ways to win. Uh, the JV pull-up two in close games has become the most automatic shot in the NBA. I mean, he's just... Again, he has not been good from two-point range this year by his standards. He's been deadly from three. The three wasn't falling tonight, and he still found a way to be the best player on the court. All NBA. Start the campaign. All right, we got a couple from Hush. Randall's going to have an insane stretch looking all NBA at some point, but we have to have the uncomfy convo. Do we move him at his peak? Again, what are you moving him for? I, I think you have another comment, so I'll get to that first. Um, I don't think we can win it all with him, in my opinion. It's a fair opinion to have. It doesn't change the fact. What are you moving him for? Who are you moving him for? What does that trade look like? Where it makes sense for you, the Knicks, and it makes sense for the team that you're trading him to. I have done the fake Randall trade thing in my head and in columns and on these live streams and podcasts and I mean more times than I could count. I challenge anyone find the trade. I'm not even not like to find the trade that like you in your mind think is okay. Find a trade that Leon Rose is actually going to do. It's feasible and available. And that just makes sense for all parties involved. It is, I, 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 I just don't think you're going to find one for so many reasons that we talk about so often. Thanks, Hush. Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Jimmy was 0 for 5 in the fourth quarter against RJ. There you go. I'm happy for a super chat. Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah, no, Jimmy wasn't good down the stretch. Um, and a lot of that credit goes to RJ. Um, I'd like to go, I want to go back and watch those possessions. I thought RJ's defense was outstanding um, for everything I saw. And that's good because I did not necessarily think it was like outstanding defense in the first half. But then again, the entire team didn't play really outstanding defense in the first half. They were just, they were rusty. They were rusty. Thanks, Robert. Hope you can enjoy this one. Please, God, if you can't enjoy... I'm serious. Like That's the, bit, the thing that got me before. If you can't enjoy this win, like what are you doing? Come on. Um, uh, Robert has another one. For the record, Randall drives me nuts for two reasons. One, a consistent lack of effort and an uneven process. And two, he's holding RJ back. Hashtag 53 wins. 
look, if RJ's like the reins are there for RJ. Like I, I can't agree with you there. I can't agree with you because even on a night like tonight when the Heat are again, like they want the ball to go to Randall. But the reason they want the ball to go to Randall is they know that when they pay the level of attention to him that they do in the way that they do it, they are confident that it will be effective. That does not change the fact that they need to pay that level of attention to him to make it work. And that is because he is such a gifted offensive player. So, and, and but to, to your credit, to your point, Jimmy Butler was on RJ. That's a lot of respect right there to have to put Jimmy Butler on RJ Barrett, to not let RJ get off and be like, we're going to neutralize you. That right there is great. Um, but the but the notion that you're going to remove Randall, a guy who soaks up that level of attention, and it is somehow going to benefit another player on the floor. I'm so, I cannot get there with you, Robert. I just can't. Um, even if during some games you can certainly make the argument now. I'll go back to a point that I made before. It wasn't taking Randall off the floor as it was putting Emmanuel quickly on the floor and having him out there with Brunson and RJ. So you have a three-headed monster where you trust the decision-making more and you trust the, the everything more. That's the key. Thanks, Robert. Zach Halilovic. What's going on, Zach? I was there. Just came back home. My ears are in shambles. LOL. Let's go Knicks. No better crowd in, 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 in professional sports than MSG. And uh, I think Fred Katz had a tweet towards the end. Like, it was deafening in there. Cool to be a Knicks fan. Let's do another one. I'll never fault Grimes' fourth option to ask to make cold threes, not seeing the ball for maybe five, six minutes at a time. It'll take time for him to adjust. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, look, he, I'll use the term I used before, Grimes can be a more active participant in his own rescue. Um, Not saying it's easy. It's not easy, uh, but he could do more. It'll come. I have full faith in Quentin Grimes. Totally. But yeah, they're asking a, t- a lot of them. Thanks, Hush. Sean with a W. What's going on, my my man? Uh, it's Friday, so ca- casual Friday. Here we go. F the Heat as a staff, a label, and as a motherfucking crew. Well done, sir. Well done. Sean loves to dig in the heat. Dan Garcia's dad. What's going on? How you doing, my man? Uh, I try to stay level-headed during the regular season, but this is a game the Knicks needed to win. I agree. I'm right there with you. Uh, this is a regular season game that mattered, and as a result, this was a big win. Hashtag Nick Culture with a K. Hashtag I don't want to lose IQ. Uh, I don't want to lose IQ either. Um, yeah, I, I said it already, and I'll emphasize it again. I mean, for me... 
the way this was going to go down was so unpleasant. And especially like, I know it's been a lot of days, but like, especially how you lost the Minnesota game. And I know it was the fifth game, five game road trip to, to lose the Minnesota game and then come back and lose this game. And they would have fallen to eight and seven. And I, and I got to say something else here because I, I I'm going to have to take a loss. Probably. Somebody asked me a question in the mailbag for Wednesday, for yeah, t- two days ago, uh, the, the KFS newsletter mailbag. And I asked me a question about the, I asked for questions about the, the league at large, not just about the Knicks. And somebody asked me if like the emergence of Indiana and Orlando means that it might take like four, like, basically like close to 50 wins or definitely like 45 plus wins to get a top eight seed. I think the question was about 45 plus wins. And I was like, no, you know, Orlando, their offense, you know, just isn't there all the way. And Indiana, uh, you know, as I think actually literally the worst defense in the league this year. And if you look at the point differentials for like those teams, you want to throw Indiana or uh, Atlanta in there and like Cleveland, even Miami, although their point differential has improved over the last couple of weeks, um, I don't think it's going to take anything crazy. And like Indiana beat Boston today, or uh, Orlando beat Boston today. And Orlando, I think, what are they, second in the East? Like, you want to talk about a team that reminds me a lot of the 20, the 2021 Knicks, the We Here Knicks, that Orlando team does. And we shouldn't be surprised if we're looking up. So why am I going on this on this diatribe with, with this question? Why this was a big win? I don't want to fall too far back in the East. If I'm the Knicks and I want to guarantee myself a top six seed, which they should absolutely be, that, that should be the only goal. Forget top four. For I don't even care. Four or five, whatever. Get a top six seed. If that is the goal, this was a big fucking deal to beat Miami, who you know is going to be in the running with you for the top six all the way on through. Um, and you're and now you're tied with them. Well, no, you're half game back, but you're tied with Indiana. You would have got you would have fallen into a tie with Cleveland, in the Knicks, if if they had lost tonight. So would they would have they actually. They're in seventh now. They're in a tie for six, essentially. They would have been in a tie for seventh with with the Cavs. Um, I think it was big. I think it was big, especially since like if if Boston and Milwaukee and Philly are going to kind of be the top three, you know, you're you're really going to be a dogfight with five other teams, at least maybe more. Who knows? Maybe Toronto puts it together enough. Maybe Atlanta puts it together enough. Like. These wins against these other teams that are in this same range, they matter so much. Um, and uh, if they could uh, parlay this win into sustained positive play from here on in, I, that you know takes a little bit of the pressure off for sure. Uh, the with the Phoenix game on Sunday, if Kevin Durant doesn't play, go out and win that freaking game. Because then all of a sudden, if you go out and win that game, then you 
I think they had won, what, three in a row going into Minnesota. You drop Minnesota, okay. You get the Miami game, you get the Phoenix game, and then you got two more winnable games coming after that that you should win. And then you go on the road to Toronto in that last game before the in-season tournament if they should get there. Like, you have a chance to to go on a nice little two, three-week stretch. Um, so, yeah, big win to... Big win tonight and a big game coming up on Sunday. Thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. Sean with a W with another one. And if you're down with the heat, then F you too. Let's get an F the heat song gone somehow. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Robert Cross. Sean with a W should do online shopping so I could be on study hall this weekend. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert Cross, the day we let you host anything on Nick's film school. I, I mean, <laughs> there's the, the, I'm thinking of the, the, the Joe Pesci scene, uh, or the scene from my cousin Vinny. Uh, actually it's not a Joe Pesci scene. It's, it's, um, it's a Mercer Tomei scene where she goes to pick up his suit and then, or drop his suit off or whatever. And, uh, there's a sign on the, on the store that says like closed, for flu or something and then Joe Pesci has to go in there in the court and argue that's right the entire store had the flu Robert if the all of KFS collectively got the flu I still don't know that we would let you host anything um, but I do appreciate the offer very much so Robert with another one. I don't like Pat Riley. I don't like Butler. I don't like Dirty Bam. I don't like the Miami Heat. Hashtag 53 wins. I didn't sneak a, a, a Green Eggs and Ham reference into there. I, 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 and there's, pro- there's a rhyme, right? I, yeah, because you got the Bam part, right? I don't like... Yeah, I don't like Riley. I don't like Bam. I don't like Butler. I don't like Green Eggs and Ham. That's, that's, how, that's how you want to do that. Right there. Thanks, Robert. Sean with another one. Hashtag heat culture blew a 21 point lead twice in seven days. LOL. See, that's the thing. And like, and you know, I I, I kind of poo-pooed the comment earlier that like the heat stink. They clearly don't stink, but like they are so, they so consistently outkick their coverage. And then there are the moments where they can't outkick their coverage because the other team is doing whatever they're doing. Like the Knicks were the better team tonight. They should have won this game by a, a 15 points if they, you know, didn't let the Heat do to them what the Heat do to everybody. So frustrating. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Is that it? Oh, okay. Bar- barely over the two-hour mark. I will take it. This was great, guys um, and gals, everybody out there. Um Thanks for tuning in to another Knicks Film School post-game show uh, live from uh, my uh, mother-in-law's kitchen. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. hope everybody enjoyed the guest appearance by my daughter, Scarlett Ray, who's uh, long since fallen asleep on the couch. Uh, if you dig what we do here, uh, find a way to support us any way you can. That could be with a five-star rating uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It could also be with a nice review. Those reviews help us out. We love we love getting nice reviews. We love reading those. Um, you know, subscribe obviously to this YouTube uh, channel. And I, I think the Black Friday sale may have ended uh, twenty two minutes ago. If you're still watching live, but go visit uh, Nick Film School. That is 
Nick Film School, S-K-O-O-L. And uh, check out uh, our brand new line of merchandise. I have mine on the way. Uh, I look forward to being able to support uh, sport uh, the new digs. Not new digs. The new, um, the new, what do they call? What do the kids call fancy clothing? Drip? Or is that jewelry? I don't know. Whatever. I look forward to wearing the new merchandise soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just great, great freaking game. This fucking team, man. I don't know what else to say about them. All right. I will see everybody later. Thanks. APJP. Uh, you killed it tonight and we will talk to you soon. Peace out.